Now, I love to chat. I get enthused about things and I want to help. That means there are times when I let my mouth run away with me. But both in social situations and in business, no one likes to be talked at. No one likes to feel like they've been sprayed by a fire hydrant at the end of a conversation. And absolutely no prospect wants to feel that the salesperson is all talk. In sales, the answer is perfecting the art of asking good questions and learning how to listen. Now, thankfully, I've mastered how to punctuate talking with effective questions. I'm also a note taker. So I've increasingly been able to reduce my own personal verbal diarrhea to the definite advantage of gaining more sales opportunities and winning more business. Now, that doesn't mean I don't talk, but changing the approach by asking questions means that I get to listen more and I talk more about the things that are interesting for my customers without jumping in too early with the stuff that could easily be irrelevant to them. So how do you make this shift if you aren't blessed with large ears? The point, as I mentioned before, is that you've got to learn how to ask good questions. You also need to get your opening line right on the phone. If it's too long, the prospect will probably switch off, and then you'll be forced to ask and talk more to compensate for the lack of feedback. It sounds simple, but active and attentive listening is actually pretty hard. There are so many distractions nowadays. You think about it, the noise in the office, emails arriving by the dozen, um, irritating colleagues waving at you to ask a question as you're speaking to a customer, Facebook, work deadlines, and so on. We live in a world of clutter and communication overload. The fact is that we need to declutter and focus if we are to perfect the art of listening. So how do we do that? Um, here are 10 tips to help you. Number one is prioritize. We've all got loads to do, and we've got competing pressures on our time. But we have to get rid of unnecessary distractions. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with someone whose focus is elsewhere? It's obvious. You've got to stay focused on what's in front of you, whether that's on the phone or person to person. I mentioned, secondly, the importance of taking notes, which is what I do a lot of. That doesn't mean writing a novel and losing focus on the person while you're writing. You could risk missing the emotional cues if all you do is note down what the prospect says. But good notes are important for later on and for summarizing what's been said. It also prevents your attention from wandering. My third point is to use two ears. On the phone, try to use a headset if you can. The reason is that you'll feel more enclosed within the conversation and potentially less prone to outside distractions and external noise. So use two ears. You also need to use your body. That seems a bit odd on the phone, but certainly when you're face-to-face, -face, lean in, although not too much, to show that you're listening. Keep eye contact. Again, not too much or you'll come across as just weird. Use nods and facial expressions to demonstrate attentiveness, but make sure it's sincere.
My fifth point is to not prejudge. Sometimes we can be guilty of doing that. If you join the conversation with predetermined ideas, there's always a risk that you'll spend less time actively listening and digesting what the other person says and more time plotting how you'll convince them to your point of view. So try to enter the conversation with an open mind and you'll be more inclined to listen and question first so you can genuinely understand their point of view before giving yours. Now, in terms of giving yours, that's about feedback. So if you're face-to-face, it could be a simple nod of the head, a smile, or eye contact, as I mentioned earlier. On the phone, it could just be an acknowledgement such as, okay, or "Uh uh-huh, or I see, that we naturally use when we're properly engaged in an interesting conversation. But don't overdo things like the oh wows or oh really or it'll end up sounding fake and that won't work at all. A very, very important point is to not interrupt. For me, this is the worst sin of all and we're all guilty as I said earlier. What, whatever the reason, try not to speak over the other participant. It doesn't bode well, it's rude and it shows more than anything else that you're not really listening or interested. And you can avoid this by following our next tip. And that is to breathe and pause. This might seem a strange one, but taking a deep breath and pausing, what it does, it enables you to gather your thoughts. It interrupts the pattern of speech and it allows the other person time to speak. It also slows you down and reduces the likelihood of pummeling the other person with a rat-a-tat-tat of words. Towards the end of the conversation, you come across our ninth point here, which is to summarize. There's nothing that demonstrates good listening than at the end of the conversation or at the end of a particular part of the conversation than a good summary. Use things like, so, if I understand you correctly, Or, okay, so I think if if I understand that, what you mean is it shows that you listened and that you are interested genuinely in what they're saying. But be careful not to do this if you weren't properly engaged because you may well get it wrong. And my final point is to practice. Now, this may sound daft as we all listen all the time, don't we? But we all like the sound of our own voice. So from the next conversation you have, particularly if it's on the phone with a prospect or even face-to-face, try out the tips we've provided and see what difference you get in response. You never know. It might make you more likable and hopefully will make you win more business.